welcome to a mini breakdown with Ashley and Chris, where they answer your questions and meet with real brides to break down their wedding every week. Today, we have a special guest joining us for our Q&A session. I'm joined by Ashley A, Ashley Aiken, and then also we have Ashley K, Ashley Nola. Welcome. Thank you. It's so good to have you here. Yeah, you guys hear us, Chris and I talk about Ashley K all the time. And so we're really excited that she's popping in here with us today to do literally this, like, on a moment's notice. <laughs> literally. Yes. Like, oh, my God. Should we have Ashley on here for this? <laughs> and so I called her and she's like, all right, let's hop on. So here's why we hit her up. Number one, she's amazing and she's awesome. She's hilarious. Uh, but number two, she actually has a lot to contribute so we had one question this week we're only going to tackle this one um but i think ashley k has a lot that she can contribute to this conversation and um recently i was able to second shoot for her and it kind of all ties into this so she's like the perfect fit for this so ashley what is our question that we're going to be tackling today Okay, so we got a question in that says, I had the tiny COVID ceremony, but I still want to have a large celebration. I'm still mentally exhausted from the first round of planning, though, from replanning and pivoting and all the other things that we had to do. So this inspired us to be like, you know, this needs to be its own conversation, given recent experiences that we've all three had as wedding vendors and watching people have their tiny ceremonies and tiny little celebrations in the midst of 2020 and then having and actually having their reception that everybody scheduled for 2021. Like, I think you both can agree that we thought this was going to be the best idea ever back in like March, April, May of 2020, right? Yeah. I I'm pretty sure I told people to do this. Yeah. No, same. I like totally encouraged it. And like, all this to say that it's not that it's also not a bad idea. So I'm not also saying if you're doing this, it's going to be bad. But part of, I think what the three of us think would be helpful is for you to hear what we've been experiencing from the first group, totally. of people, including myself that had a reception separate. Let's paint the picture of what people think it's going to be like to have okay. your rescheduled day. So you have your original ceremony and maybe that's just 10 people. Maybe that's 20 people, whatever it is. It is not what you had originally planned, but you get married you say your I do. So you start your life with your person. Then six months later, a year later, however long it is later, uh, you have your, sometimes it's just a reception. Sometimes it's a another ceremony and reception. Like what are people, what do we think that they're hoping or expecting to happen for this reschedule? Well, to get everybody back that was supposed to be at the original ceremony back in the same four walls. I think that's the biggest thing. They want to be with their people. And then they're very grateful to get all of those people finally in those rooms. Like I haven't heard a speech in the last six months that hasn't said those exact words. Yeah. Um, So I think that's really important. And then people want to have like a rager. They want to have that party. And then you know, they waited already during their engagement a year, a year and a half to have that party. Then it gets canceled. Then they have to tack on another year to have that yeah. party. So they're ready to get the party started. Yeah, I think you're right. That's exactly what they're expecting. And they're expecting it probably to, they're, they're, maybe, maybe they're not. They're not expecting that it's going to lack any of the emotion that maybe they had from their first ceremony. They're also expecting it to feel like 
something, you know, do you know what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say? Yeah. Yeah. But that's really hard. Yeah. Where do you put that? How do you get that emotion to fill that day when it really is? It's a celebration. Yes. And there's emotional moments in a celebration and you're relieved that it's over, but how do you add in that, um, that, um, that anticipation, that excitement, you know, I don't know. Do you think that couples are experiencing like pressure, like that they feel like they have to feel a certain way on this second day, especially if they're having a ceremony, maybe, you know, like there's this pressure to like, oh, this day has to be just as special or if not more special or, you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to put words in anyone's mouth, but I didn't know if like that there's a level of pressure that people maybe feel. Yeah, I do when it comes to adding in a ceremony to their wants and having everybody back for the reception. Um, When they want to be in front of everybody and saying their vows and it's, you know, it's, that's kind of where I think that people want to have that emotion and that emotional moments and there's pressure there, but it doesn't feel real. And they don't, they don't think that that's going to happen maybe when they're walking down the aisle and they're kind of like, this is deja vu a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's like I think for, so speaking from personal experience from splitting my uh, ceremony and reception which I did previous to really the pandemic happening but I did that because I wanted an intimate ceremony but I still wanted to celebrate with my people so a lot of people are you also guys, going you guys pushed well. it back too right because of COVID like wasn't it supposed Mm-mm. to be sooner your actual Mm-mm. reception Mm-mm. it was going to be in July uh, oh was it okay yeah because we had such a short engagement so we couldn't, I didn't want to deal with having to like send invitations out to people so soon, you know, I like what I wanted to give them time, especially because I had a lot of people that were going to travel in. So speaking from the experience there, I know that I felt like it was so good to see everybody, but I think I had this expectation that I was going to like, it was going to feel really special. And I would say what felt special was the time that I spent with everybody, but I still, even being somebody who like talks so much about how important it is to have intention, I feel like I didn't really have intention surrounding the day. The day before we had a really killer barbecue and I loved that bar. We did it for all the people who were out of town who didn't have family in town. So anybody that was just coming to see us, we, um, had a killer barbecue with them and it was so much fun. It was chill. We were like in our swimsuits and we were playing yard. And I like wish that that's what I would have done for my reception instead of made it more of like a wedding reception because it didn't feel like a wedding reception. Like to me, to me. And I mean, I guess both of you were there so you guys could probably speak what it was like being there. But I, I just wish that I would have put an intention not only on like the day before at the barbecue, I wish I would have put intention into like what I wanted to get out of like the reception. Besides, I feel like my intention was I want to make sure that the people who didn't get to be at my ceremony feel included. I feel like that was kind of what I, where my um, driving factor was to have my reception. So Ashley K, with the wedding that you and I shot or the I second shot with you, how mm-hmm. do you feel like that day went in terms of like, some of the struggles that maybe existed because this was the second, you know, and that was different. They didn't have a ceremony. They just had a reception. 
Um, but it was still a full day. There was still a lot of stuff to do that day. You know, it was yeah. still a full eight hour day worth of, you know, was it eight hours or six hours? I can't remember. Uh, nine hours, actually. Oh, nine hours. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was still a full day. So, um, and I do know, I don't know all the specifics and we don't have to get super specific, but I do know that there was some, some things that people were experiencing that maybe they didn't expect to experience on that mm -hmm. day. Can we talk a little bit about that? First of all, I feel like the, the day went very long because the first time around her wedding was during the total shutdown. So yeah. there wasn't even on his side, his parents couldn't even be there. And I think there was eight people total. So, you know, they're getting back together with their wedding party. They wanted those wedding party photos. They wanted bride and groom photos in her real dress. She was one of those brides that picked up a sale rack dress for her ceremony. And so those two things, photos with your best friends and, and the dress that you always dreamed of, those were two pretty substantial changes from her original date um, that was canceled due to the, due to the pandemic. Um, things that went on that day, um, there, you know, there's just a different level of stress on this one. It's like you almost don't even hide the stress on the second day around oh. you know on wedding day you want yeah on wedding day you kind of turn it on a little bit because you want to be the most relaxed you want to be the most chill bride ever and you're easy it's easier to stay positive on the on a ceremony day oh my gosh this is like revolutionary thought yes Whoop. and so reception day when you're just like i kind of want to get this over with in a sense. Yeah. You know, you're pretty triggered. Anything, anything could kind of set you off. Um, another thing just kind of off the topic is that people, it's a whole different day, but you almost have to do all of the work that you did on ceremony day plus extra. Um, so that puts a lot of stress on parents, um, family members that are involved with it. Um, you still want to make the reception day something special and you you have hosting um, that you must do as a parent and same with the bride. And really there's just no, I feel like there's no guidelines for these days. And so people almost get just stressed out knowing what to do. And then they put too much into it, too much thought into it. That might not be the right kinds of thoughts and let's just say, and then, or they think they're missing everything. It's really hard to figure out how to do these days. Oh my gosh. What Go you, ahead, well, you also said that this past weekend, you uh, spent the weekend with my in-laws, Justin's brother and his wife, and mm -hmm. they maybe like opened up a new perspective on maybe how these days could be special as kind of like outsiders and people looking from the out in what are some of those kind of recommendations or suggestions that you got this weekend that we can pass on to our listeners? Yeah. So if you're the person that is having a ceremony and a reception at a later date, and you've already said your vows, you've already kissed now as husband and wife, why would you act like you haven't in front of your people? Mm -hmm. They know you have, and there's ways to put a spin on it, a twist on it, where it's also new to you, refreshing for yourselves. And yeah. also like your people are experiencing this with you 
instead of kind of experiencing what you've already experienced again. Yeah, yeah it's so, like this weird elephant in the room. Like everyone yeah. knows that it's already happened, but everyone's pretending like it didn't or not acknowledging it. Um, so when Ashley and I, when I second shot for you, I really thought that this couple did something really, really special at their reception. Can you share what that was, what they did to kind of give this refreshing take on it? Yes. So they wrote out, I don't know if it was a number thing, like if it was 10 things or what, but they wrote out why they like how they still like each other why they still like why they love each other more that was what it was they I, wrote out they why wrote they out love each other. some things right? that they learned too i think yes yeah and learned after living with each other for a year and that was really special because you also get to reflect on those things and that just boosts you into a relationship high i feel like remembering and being able to meditate on those things really it's almost me. like if if you're looking for a way to make a reception, this is like literally just dawning on me. If you're looking mm -hmm. for a way to make this reception day special, and let's say you want to do a ceremony or you're only doing a reception, look into and find inspiration from vow renewals. Like, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, like it's, you're, you may not be renewing your vows. You may not be at one year or whatever, but you can still like think about it. You kind of are renewing your vows if you're doing a ceremony again. And maybe it's like, here are all the things that we, maybe you get open and honest in your vows and like your, you know, reception day vows or split ceremony, you know, second day. Um, and you write, these are all of the things that like we went through and overcame. And I freaking love that. So that's a really good idea. With like, and that all sparked from you speaking that, but that's what somewhere you can find inspiration, I think is like vow renewals. So Ashley, is there anything else that you think that they could do to make this day special? Involving your guests in it. I like that. Um, yeah. Another thing I've been able to witness is a game during the reception because yes, you didn't have a ceremony and that's a big part of what people come to see. But if you can get your guests involved in any sort of fashion, I feel like that's going to be really a highlight for them. They did this game. Chris, do you remember what that game was called? Oh my gosh. I wish. Oh, Wibble or something like that. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Uh -huh, right. It they was just, pulled... go ahead. It was basically this game that they used it was on a website and then every, they had like a specific code, but they basically built like a who knows the bride and groom best to where they asked like 20 questions um, and it was like A, B, C, D, multiple choice, like where did so-and-so propose? Uh, what was the first thing he said to her? Like as an opening line, like just all of these things that a lot of people in their life would have known. And then it updated, like showed you leaderboards, like everybody had like a nickname no oh my gosh way. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to hit them up so that we can include this in the show notes um what the game was called because it was literally the and then they had a prize like the three top winners got a prize and i mean it took up how long did it take up it took up a significant amount of time at least 25 minutes Yes, oh, wow. but everybody was into it. You played on your own cell phone, so you put the code in, and then you logged in, and then everyone's like, oh, J Mac Daddy is in the leaderboard again, blah, blah, you know, like this type of thing. So it was just really cool. 
It was called Kahoot, C-A-H-O-O-T. Heck yes, you found it. It was so yeah. cool. Yeah. Tin Tin would recommend that for a wedding. Oh, for sure. Oh my gosh. No, and I love that. It's that interactiveness of making people feel like they're a part of it as well. And I think that that's a lot of what these days can miss easily. And it's not that everybody misses it either. And so like us speaking about this is not because this is going to be your experience if you're doing this, but bringing this to the forefront of your mind that this could happen and you could have feelings of maybe ambivalence afterwards, or maybe during the day of you're like Ashley said, stressed because you're not hiding it. You're letting it just fester and live and come to the surface because maybe it doesn't, the day in your mind isn't weighing as much emotionally mm-hmm. and you're not like protecting yourself. Um, okay. I don't have another thought except is there anything else that we should touch on from a perspective of, um, like that we should bring up that might happen to somebody or what has happened? Um, I mean, I got something. Okay. So I think with this conversation, really the big thing that I think people just need to be aware of, if you're planning on splitting your ceremony and reception or having, you know, you get married and making it official, but then, you know, sometime later, six months, a year, year and a half later, you're actually having, inviting everyone and having another ceremony and reception. I think the biggest thing that you need to realize is that the day will feel different. There are added pressures. There are some things that might happen that you don't expect. Ashley Kay, you made a really good point when you said like, you're having to do everything that you did for the original day over again and plus some, and it's not the original day. So you're still putting in just as much work for the second event that you throw, but it's lacking a lot of those. The pay It's almost like the payout isn't as great because you're still lacking some of those emotions that you might normally get. You don't want to put on a show, that type of thing. So I think really the big message behind this is just understand, like don't try to make this day something that it's not. It's not your original day. And that's okay. You can still celebrate this day and make it really, really great. And I think viewing it in terms of a a vow renewal is probably really, really healthy and a really good idea. Yeah. And I have, I just wanted to say, because we've also had this happen. You also have permission to not do it. And I'm not saying don't because we've also seen where it can be very successful. And, but I want you to know We've had couples that have thought it it was a great idea in the beginning, and then they it's just something that was emotionally taxing on them. It was stressing them out, and they s- didn't any longer see that it was going to serve their life. You have permission to give yourself the freedom and not do it. You might lose out on deposits. Yes, you might lose out on money, but your mental health is very important. So if you do find yourself in that category of people who it's causing them more stress than joy... You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You have the freedom to decide not to do it also after the fact that you've decided to do it. Like you said, giving up the deposit. Yeah. If you start to have those feelings, those really negative feelings, and then, you know, those are going to continue for the next seven months of planning it. Just say no and turn the other way. You do not have to stay on route for this. You're only doing this for yourself. And if you think you're going to regret it in the long run of missing it, or doing it, weigh those options. 
Right. Because it's not like you're doing this for free either. In the end, what is the cost? And I think just rooting yourself in what we continuously talk about, you guys, what is your why? Like you had a wedding why? What is this reception why when you're splitting it up? And remember it. Stay stay true to that why. And in next Monday's episode with Faith, you'll hear her say, if you're doing it with a purpose, it's going to be easy. It's going to come easy. It's not going to stress you out. If you're doing it for other people and you're making decisions for other people, that's when you'll notice and be able to take note that that's when you're becoming stressed. So that's when you can do a check with yourself. Like, okay, I need to remember who I'm doing this for and why. Totally. I feel good. I feel good about this, guys. I feel like we really answered this question really well. And so, Ashley, we're going to go ahead and let you go. We know you got piano lessons that you're doing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for hanging out with us. And and I'm sure this isn't the last time people will hear from you. Hopefully it will be, you know, with you having more than a minute's notice. Oh, <laughs> no, right? thank you guys. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. We'll see okay. you later. Bye, Ash. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye. So today for today's wedding breakdown, we're going to be talking to Andrea Dugo. Andrea actually got married uh, a, man, I don't even know how long ago it was, but she previously got married. She had her ceremony. It was only her, her husband, and her son, and the officiant. They got married at a park. Um, they chose to have a small wedding. And so ironically enough, we're talking about this concept with Ashley Kay, and now uh, Andrea is having her wedding sometime after her original ceremony where they said, I do. And so she's going to walk through everything that had to do with that. There was some conflict that even existed with family members. Um, and so Andrea, is uh, her faith is extremely important to her. It's a big part of her story, even how they met uh, her and her husband, Dan. And so she's going to talk a little bit about that. They had a pretty speedy um, engagement process, but which led them to get married. You know, sometimes when you know, you know, and exactly. these two, yeah, these two knew. And so she's going to dive in and share basically how they're cutting out the fluff and doing things their own way. Um, they are going to have almost a vow renewal. It's not going to be you know, a ceremony where they're pretending like it didn't happen. They're going to acknowledge that, but they really wanted to celebrate with their people. And a key thing that she's going to talk about in this episode is actually that they didn't want anyone to feel like they had to come and be a part of their day if they felt obligated to. They didn't want anyone to be there if it was going to be an inconvenience or they had to travel. They truly only wanted the people who wanted to be there to be there. And I'm actually going to be photographing that wedding here uh, coming up here very shortly. So, you guys take a listen, enjoy Andrea's interview because she's going to be shedding some light um, on what she experienced for her ceremony and their plans for their uh, upcoming ceremony. So, funny story. I'm here with Andrea again, a second time, to talk about her wedding day, minus Ashley, uh, because her audio file disappeared. Like, seriously, I have no clue where it went. All of the other brides that we've interviewed, they're all there, but Andrea's disappeared. So, Andrea, I really appreciate you hopping on this Zoom call so that we can talk about your wedding day again. My pleasure. 
And you got, well, this isn't your new microphone, but you are like at a legit setup right now. Which is probably better in the long run. So you got a mic. Are you going to start doing like podcast stuff or video conference stuff or? So with my business, I am supposed to be doing like one-on-ones with people. um, And a lot of people aren't comfortable being face-to-face. And so I got a microphone. I got a really cheap camera. I'm hoping it works. Um, I just needed something to get me through. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm setting up my office right now. I actually bought three desks because I needed one for one-on-ones. Like if I'm actually writing at my desk or something, and then I need one to prepare my shipping and one for like my cricket and stuff. Cause I'm actually going to be getting into putting my designs and things on t-shirts and so on and so forth. Like, yeah, yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. You do. So you have a business and it's called arise or arise in his light. Yeah. Yeah. Arise in his light. And you, so you mostly primarily do paintings, but you do other things as well, right? Yeah. So right now I have a shop through T and I have some of my paintings on t-shirts and cell phone cases and stickers, but cost effective wise, um, for people purchasing, not for me, because it doesn't cost me anything. Yeah. Um, it's just better to do it myself and can do it per order, kind of like how they're doing it. But in the long run, it's just cheaper for everybody. Um, and it gives me a little more freedom to put it across the whole entire t-shirt or whatever. They give me restrictions yeah. and I don't like to be restricted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally understand that. Well, that's cool. We'll link your, we'll link your Instagram, um, in the show notes, like we normally like to do with our guests and stuff like that. So Perfect. what if we dive into your wedding day again for a second time okay. and talk Sounds about good. it? Which one? Uh, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about Dan, you and Dan. And mm-hmm. let's talk about basically your, well, first off, before we dive into like the actual wedding, you and Dan, you can, everyone can hear Cannon in the background. He's, he thinks he's being interviewed too. But um, let's talk about you and Dan and your story and just kind of how you guys met because you guys have a very interesting dynamic that I think um, some people, I actually think it represents a population of people. Like there are people that I think will resonate with your story. Um, I meet couples all the time. They're like, well, we got married really quick and people think they're going to be super judgy. And then, you know, Lara and I got married, you know, pretty quick when you know, you know, but can you just share a little bit about you guys' story? Yeah. Um, so my husband and I met through his sister, actually, his sister was my best friend. Um, and he moved to Wichita and I was just like, Hey, what's up? You're my best friend's brother. Like didn't think anything of it. Um, we became really close. I called him my twin because we got along really well and you don't date your, your best friend's brother. Like that's just, yeah, that's kind of like a rule you don't break. (laughs) And so, um, life goes on six years later, I'm a single mom and, um, I end up moving in with him and his sister and I rented upstairs and they rented downstairs of this house. And within the month of me moving in, we started dating and that's a huge no, no, like for both of us. And so yeah. we established very specific rules. Like we're no like unnecessary touching, you know, like yeah. I'm a single mom. I don't need all of that extra drama. Right. 
Right. Well, within the first two weeks we're engaged. Um, and then two weeks later we get married (laughs) and we just had this little intimate ceremony, um, in a park near our house. My aunt, um, was the officiant. And then my son was there, his sister and my grandma. And then we were able to Skype in and like FaceTime call in some family, um, which I think is really relatable to a lot of brides and grooms now because they're having to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now we're celebrating our five-year anniversary next week. Yeah. And you're going to have, you're going to have like another wedding. Yeah. We're going to do a vow renewal. And it's funny. My, my now eight-year-old, um, calls it my funeral because (laughs) he keeps forgetting it's a vow renewal. Funeral sounds a lot of like vow renewal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I keep saying it's our wedding. It's our wedding. Mom gets to wear a wedding dress. Dad gets to wear something fancy people too. Get, like, you know, people are going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's go back before we dive into that one because this is a really unique episode in the fact that you guys have gotten married. Well, actually, not too terribly unique though because people are now within the age of COVID. You guys are different reasons. It wasn't COVID related, but people right. are getting you know having these really intimate ceremonies, and then a year later, six months later, they're actually you know, then having a ceremony later, which is really cool. You didn't know this, but now like we chose to do a Q and a on the front end of this to where we're actually talking about like, is this a good idea? Like we've started to see some of these, some of the stresses that have that come along with this. We actually bring Ashley, um, Ashley, her business partner, Ashley Nola on. Um, and we talk about this whole idea of having a wedding and then throwing the party, you know, a year later. So you should, you should give that a listen. Cause I think that'll, <laughs> that'll be helpful to you. You're about to do this yes. here in like not very long. So going back to when you guys got married and everything kind of happened, like how, how quickly was it from the time that, um, you guys started to be interested in one another? Because again, you were friends with the sister, all that stuff. You don't date your sister's brother. Like how right. long between you guys were both interested to when you dated, to then when you got, well, no, just from then that point to you're married. Okay. So I would say I started coming back around cause I moved out of state and I came back as a mom. Yeah. And, um, so I started hanging out with his sister and him probably like December. Um, and it would be like, if I didn't have my son, I would go over there and I would hang out with them cause I worked nearby. Mm-hmm. Then February is when we were like, okay, I'm going to move in and I'm going to be your roommate. I did not know he was interested in me. His story is he saw me and was like, who's that? And his sister said, no, she's off limits. Uh, And so that was like six years prior. Wow. Yeah. And so, well, I guess it would only be five. We were going into the sixth year when we got married Um, because we've known each other for almost 10 years. Um, so it's kind of fun that that happens. March 16th is when we started dating. April 16th is when we got married. And then we were going to do a vow renewal the following year, like a lot of brides are talking mm-hmm. about doing now. Um, and I got pregnant instead. <laughs> <laughs> so we we pushed it off a little while. Different kind of huge event to celebrate. Yes, yes. yes. So, yeah, so your faith, I feel like, played a big role in you guys, like, actually coming together. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
I was praying. Um, I just was, had some alone time. I think my husband was actually playing with our son. Um, this is one thing. I don't know if any of my audio was there from last time. Did any of it get saved? No, it's all okay. gone. <laughs> cool. So one of the things that I said was my husband has stepped up as a father. After we got married, I said, it's either you're his dad or you're not like there is no in between. You cannot be his father part of the time. Like when you introduce him to people, you have to say, this is my son. So our son and my husband, Dan were playing in the other room. And I was, I think getting ready in the bathroom, taking a bath, whatever. I was just taking my time. Doing mom. And I was praying and talking to Lord about this new relationship because I was friends with him and I, knew that I was interested. I knew that he was not the type of person who just played around with emotions. He didn't play games. He was very direct. He asked me to be his girlfriend by saying, do you want to do a Bible study? And I said, yes. And he goes, okay, because I want to work on putting a ring on it. Like just straight to the point. Well, and I know Dan too. So when I, I think, I don't know if I've talked about this. I've talked about being in ministry on the podcast, but I was a youth pastor and Dan actually was one of my volunteers. Uh, and so I've gotten to know Dan over the years as well. He's very much the way that you're describing him. That's, yep, that's Dan. Yeah. There is no beating around the bush with him. And he has such a servant's heart and just a big heart in general that, um, that was attractive to me. And will the fact that as a friend, he was willing to step up and help me watch my son when I was working, you know, things like that, like a single guy doesn't normally do. That's just who he is. And so anyways, I'm getting ready and he, (laughs) he was just on my mind and I heard the Lord say, you're going to get married in April. And I was like, sweet, I've got a year to plan. I can do this. Let's go. And the Lord was like, no, (laughs) like next month. And it was, it's still really hard for me to wrap my brain around because how, Lord, like, how is this, how am I supposed to walk out of this bathroom, go to my boyfriend and say, Hey, I know we've talked about marriage and like what that'll look someday for us and establish all these ground rules because we don't want to do anything that isn't with our intended partner. Yeah. Yeah. How does that look? And so, um, I went out there and I was like, okay, so I know we've talked about this. Can you pray about when you think we would get married? And he was like, well, what did you hear? That's not what I asked. Nice flipping it, Dan. <laughs> Can you just pray about it? Because I want to check. You should check everything with the Lord. And yeah. so can you check with the Lord? And he was like, Andrea, what did you hear? And I said, a- April. <laughs> It was like, I was really shy about it because we had just started dating. Like I hadn't even kissed this man, you know, like this is completely different than any other relationship I had ever had. And he was like, all right, let's go. And, you know, still proposed to me still, you know, did everything quote unquote by the book, but it was like very fast. It was just so fast. And it's, it's really interesting to, I mean, I just spent some time with you guys. We just took your engagement photos. I think it was last week. And just yes. seeing the way that he looks at you, man, like he is just, he is head I, over heels. 
I did not know that I was worthy of that love. And that was something I talked about last time on our wedding day. I could not look him in the eyes. Yeah. He stared me down from the moment I got out of the car to the moment I got to the awning or whatever we were standing under. He would not stop looking at me. And I just didn't know what to do. I froze. Mm -hmm. And it's still hard for me. Like, I don't know if you saw how awkward I was, but it's hard for me to receive that love because I, I have never had anybody love me like this. Yeah. And it's relentless. Like he, in his vows, he said something about an arrow to the target. And I'm like, he hits that target every time. Like I don't, there's no wavering and I love it. Yeah. And I, I love that about you guys. I mean, that's something that, you know, I think that, that that's what marriage should be, you know, two people who are like just obsessed, even still from, you know, uh, not just pre in, not just engagement, uh, first year of marriage, fifth year, like it's that way all the time, you know, to where right. you're just, this is your person and you just, in a way you're obsessed with them, you know, like you, you know, you just, you want to be with him. They're your person. So I love mm-hmm. that about you guys. You guys chose to have this small intimate ceremony. Uh, was that purely to just get it done to meet this like timeline that you guys felt like here's here's how we can accomplish this. Let's do it this way. Or was there any reasoning why you guys, you know, did it at a park with just you and you two and the person? I mean, you? honestly, finances played a huge factor. Um, his mom at the time had breast cancer, so she couldn't gotcha. travel. They live in Washington. And so there was just no way going through chemo. My family's in Arizona. Um, and then my mom is in Washington as well. And so we just didn't have anybody here, you know, and we really, we wanted it small because it was important to us that it wasn't a show. It wasn't for let's get married. Let's, you know, make this about us. It was really like, God said, do this. So we're going to do it and we're going to walk in it the best we know how. Yeah. And it's been a challenge only because we didn't date, you know, we were friends, but we never really had those conversations. And so we're celebrating the five years that a lot of people didn't think we were going to make because, you know, you get into this relationship and shortly after get married and people question it, you know, why is she pregnant? Like, no, yeah, <laughs> we there's didn't a even lot of really hold hands. There's a lot of questions you know? that goes into it. Even Lara and I experienced it, kind of felt some of that. You know, we had a fairly quick in- engagement. I mean, we were dating for like four months, and then I proposed, and then six months later, we got married. So six, you're talking a six month engagement. That's pretty quick for a long. Maybe it was four months. I think it was four months. That's that's still a pretty quick engagement, and I know that we had experienced like some tension from family is there any tension that you guys navigated any kind of hard moments low moments that you guys navigated with family during this my little sister so my little sister got engaged the night dan and i started dating or whatever like we started i don't don't want to call it a courtship because that's not what it was um but he sent me that text and was like hey do you want to do a bible study and i was on the phone with my sister she's telling me she's engaged So there was some questioning like, oh, well, she's the older sister. She just wanted to get married first. That is Uh, not who I am. Right. That's not just 
no. Um, my dad was in Jamaica for a work trip <laughs> um, when Dan asked me to marry him. And because of the short timeline, Dan felt in pressing, like I, well, the Lord said, we need to get married. So I need to ask her to bride and get her a ring. And he didn't have a chance yeah. to talk to my dad ahead of time. And that was difficult I could see for that me. Really, I could see that really bothering Dan too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And let me say, just go on record that my family loves Dan. Yeah. There is no question that they know how much he loves me and how much he adores me. And he takes care of all of us. You know, we have three boys and he is dad. Like his initials is D-A-D. I'm not even kidding. Oh, his that's initials awesome. spell dad. And that is what he was made to be. And um, so, yeah, it, my parents love him. My grandma, honestly, I went over there the other day and she's like, where's my sous chef? Where's my, where's my grandson? And I was like, listen, grandma, I know your favorite person isn't here right now, but. That's funny. That's a good <laughs> so, thing. So family yeah, loves him. It's great. And so, um, but having that tension in the beginning, like they didn't know who he was because they didn't live near us. Yeah. They had to go off of what my grandma was saying and what my aunt was saying, like, no, this is a good guy. We can tell. Um, they knew of my friend, but they didn't really know her and her family. And um, yeah, there was drama and on his side of the family too. Um, and they were like, well, why do you have to do it so fast? We don't understand. Like, how are you really hearing from the Lord is something that we heard too from multiple people. Like, Oh, so the Lord only talks to you. It was really, it wasn't cute. Yeah. So there, so it seems like there was some, I mean, ultimately when you boil down to it, I think a lot of people are just like, why so soon? Why so fast? Right. Like, why, right. Why What's can't, the rush? Why can't you wait? Right. But mm -hmm. for you guys, your faith is both so important and like at your core. So for you guys, it's like a, Hey, we really, really feel like we need to do this. So we're going to do it. And, right. and so that's a, a big part of the reason why you guys went the direction that you went. Gotcha. And then, and that honestly, that's the theme of our wedding or vow renewal this time is honoring the relationship that God brought together. And, that's, and it's so, more than just us. Yeah. yeah. So that, and that was the first question I was going to ask you. And I think you might've just answered it, but w would you say that that's what your wedding? Why is this time around Yeah. for, for this yeah. vow renewal? Can you repeat that again? Um, honoring the relationship that God has brought together. And That's it's not just wife. us. Yeah. Yes. And it's not just us. Um, I think personally like that as, as a couple, that's our why me personally, I want to be able to like stare him down. Yeah. <laughs> um, my grandpa passed away two years ago. And the first thing I thought of is, is there any regrets in my life? Like in my marriage right now, if my husband were to pass away, what would regrets that we didn't do? And that was this, um, I really wanted to have a celebration with our family and, and have other people know that I love him as much as he loves me because I've been hurt and burned so many times in the past that it sometimes it's not as a parent that I love him. And so, yeah, it's just, it's important to me. Yeah. Do you, it, where is your, like, talk to me about where your head is at planning this vow renewal this time around, do you think that if you would have been planning a big like wedding ceremony, so let's say when you guys said I do for the first time, do you think, and you like had a year, you know, let's say it was April next year, mm -hmm. do you think your mindset would be different planning that first one than it is planning a vow renewal? Yes, definitely. Because you've been through more. You've, you've had 
time to be married to this person, you know, I think the first time around it would have been more about me. And this time it's more about us. I love because that. as a woman, you think about your wedding, you know, like you picture the big day, I'm going to wear this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And there is no we in it. You yeah. know, Dan has two requests. <laughs> One is playing Cotton Eye Joe at the wedding. <laughs> Because That's a very Dan thing to say. He's very funny like that. Um, yeah. And to be able to dance with our kids like that. Um, and then he wanted like these Mexican sodas that he really likes because we couldn't do a soda jerk. We just didn't have the money for that. And so those are his two requests. But I know that it's important to him to have other things, you know. Yeah. Um, he talked about our oldest walking me down the aisle if my dad couldn't be there. Thankfully, my dad's coming. Oh, that's good. Um, good, good. Yeah. And so... I think this time, if I had been planning it before, it would have been more of the traditional wedding. And I think that we're not doing anything really traditional. Like we're, like you said, our faith is really important. So we're going to have communion at our wedding. Um, And these are kind of the things we can kind of transition into this, like the things that you're going to be doing with intention. So you guys are going to be doing communion together yes my dad is still walking me down the aisle because that's important to me um and healing that relationship like showing that even though he didn't give his blessing before he now blesses our relationship that's huge yeah it's more like symbolic yeah Yeah. um (laughs) i am very kid-minded because we have three boys that will all be present so we're doing lots of bubbles we're gonna have sparklers you know we are gonna have fun music but also like we're intentional with their music it's not gonna be the traditional party stuff there is no alcohol um we were very very adamant that our friends do as little as possible so we want to bless our friends. Like you're actually going to be our photographer. So we yeah. want to bless you and your business, support you in your business. Um, our, we have a friend who's doing the catering. He's amazing, but oh he's also gosh. going to attend our wedding. Yeah. Like that was the stipulation. Like you have to come and be a part of this and bask in this and, and be a part of the memories and soak it all in and still be able to do your job. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. And so, um, but I was like, I don't want anybody to have to lift a finger that they don't want to lift, like nothing out of obligation. That's the other thing. Like, I don't want anybody coming to our wedding out of obligation. I don't want anybody doing anything for our wedding out of obligation. This is about honoring the relationship that God has brought together. And that includes our friendships. Yeah. And that's actually something that I wanted to get into as well. I know we talked about it the first time, but we talked about this whole, this even if it's family and if you feel obligated, Hey, we just want to like, you know, pull that pressure off of you. You don't have to be here. Like not like a, it's not a lack of love. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a lack of love. We love you. We just know that in these times, finances, traveling, you know, the uncertainty, I said, you know, we're not going to abide by certain rules. Everything's going to be outside. We're trying to keep it a low amount of people. Um, but I want you to feel free. I don't want you to feel conflicted in any way. Um, and I want you to truly be able to absorb this and enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of people that just don't, I don't know what that is. If you call that maybe just assurance in yourself, assurance in your relationships, that's just, you can actually say like, Hey, we get it. It's fine. 
and it's not only fine, like we don't want this for you if you don't want it. There's almost like this this confidence in yourself and this maturity that's like, hey, you know what? Like we know who we are, we know what our relationship is. And if you're not gonna be it's here not for whatever about reason. anybody else. It's yeah. not about anybody else. And honestly, I think that brides now have a freedom to say that. Like I mm-hmm. I love you, but you don't have to come. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think we kind of got that just because there are a lot of people who are living in fear of the coronavirus. And I mean, that's just not something that Dan and I personally are worried about right now. Yeah. Um, I, we know that it's real and all of that, but I just, ugh, I don't want to live in fear. Yeah. And different people have different like, levels of, of comfort with right, things. And if they're right. going to if that is something that they're just like, Hey, listen, like we want to respect that. Exactly. We, we totally want to respect that. And we want to honor that. And so, um, but I do think that it kind of is nice. I don't, I don't know, maybe not for everybody because I do have lots of friends and family that I think I would have originally invited, but yeah. I think that a lot of the stress of, I have to invite my great aunt Sally because she was my I don't know, whatever. My mom's best friend in high school. Right. Yeah. There's this either. obligation to invite people. You guys aren't really feeling that. No, it just, it's so, how it's did you, so freeing. How did you, because I do think this is something that a lot of younger brides struggle with, especially if they're still like very, even very, maybe they're still living with mom, shortly removed from mom's household, mom and dad's household. There's almost right. still this like, parenting relationship that's kind of there but they're kind of starting to come out from under it for these younger brides like how what would your advice be to them to like move into this space of freedom when it comes from like feeling obligated to invite people well i mean you're stepping into a marriage that's a completely different version of yourself i don't care if you've been dating the guy for 10 years when you're his wife and that's your husband, it's different. Um, I think that it's important to still be respectful to your parents, mm-hmm. um, especially like our, none of our family is really like contributing. Like it's recent that my parents are like, oh yeah, you know, we can, we can help pay for this. That would be really great. Let's bless you with this. But we've not asked for anything. Um, and so... <laughs> I think it, money always changes things, you know? Yeah. It just, it complicates things. Um, Had you, but if um, you're really we, honest, you just have to be honest with your, your, with your family. Like, you know, I'm not really close to this person. And I think it's important to start with those who are really important. Like if you haven't talked to them in years, do you really have that close relationship anymore? Or are you yeah. holding on to something from the past? Yeah. Totally. You know, cause I have friends that I haven't talked to since high school ish age, at least within the last five years. But I know that if I called on them, they would still be there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not coming, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's a different dynamic. If, could you go to lunch with this person? Could you, um, you know, if you needed them on your big day to come because something fell through, would they really be there? Or would it be an inconvenience? Yeah. Those um, are good. So yeah, you just have to be honest with those who are helping you and with yourself since you guys didn't have any kind of uh money obligations kind of over your head do you feel like that 
kind of gave you guys freedom to step yeah, into this hole a lot more. for it. Had you, doing... had you taken money, would you have felt like, ah, I at least need to give them a say or maybe I yeah. need to like. So my parents, they're going to help pay for the food. And so I went ahead and sent them the, men- the menu and was like, here's this. Do you have any suggestions? Do you have any, like any requests? Because you're paying for it, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's already a structured menu, so <laughs> it wasn't like they could tweak too much. <laughs> right, right. And we already, they knew we already had a vision and plan. They just, they just wanted to know what our plan was and okay, cool. We're willing to contribute towards this. Um, and so on that side, it was kind of businessy. Like, yeah, here's my presentation. <laughs> you know, are you willing to invest in my business? Thank you. Well, that's huge though. I think, I mean, for one, we talk about this a lot on the podcast with just like having a plan in place instead of like getting caught blindsided by your parents where they're saying, Hey, did you do this? And you're kind of like, uh, well, uh, well then they're going to give their input. But if you already right, go, Hey, right. here's our plan. Like we've already thought this through, they might have something to say, but You've already thought it through. Like you're not going to get caught blindsided. Well, and they, they're just trying to help as hard as it is in the moment to remember that they're just trying to help. Yeah. Um, Whoever it is, whoever it is. Um, but I would say, don't be afraid to dream big, write out everything that you want. Cause that's what Dan and I did. We, we were like, okay, this is everything we want. He wants a soda jerk. That's not in our budget what can we do instead? Like we're not doing favors for people, but Mm -hmm. Hey, these glass bottles of soda that are extra, we're going to have them out on the table. They're going to be, you know, favors kind of, um, and they're going to be decoration for the table and it serves as the soda jerk. And if you don't want it, you don't have to have it. And it's not going to waste, you know, they're bottled up and good to go. Um, so you just have to get creative and understand that standing your ground and what you actually want and what's actually important to you is great. Like I had to buy a second dress because yeah. I mean, the first time around a complete stranger bought my dress. I was blessed beyond measure. Yeah. Um, and this time I lost a lot of weight. Then coronavirus happened and packed on the pounds again and then some and and so the dress that I had purchased wasn't going to fit anymore. And I told my husband, like, I can go to JCPenney again and I can get something. I can go vintage, whatever. And he said, no, you deserve X, Y, and Z. And so that money came from a different area of our wedding and we adjusted, yeah. um, you know. So you just have to be realistic. It's hard when you want to dream big. So you mentioned earlier involving the kids. Mm-hmm. Have you guys talked to them? Like, how do they feel about the funeral wedding? You know, <laughs> <laughs> the vow renewal funeral. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, they're excited. So our colors are cobalt blue, um, like a ruby red and a like marigoldy mustard yellow. So kind of like jewel tones. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Very jewel tones. Um, and then we have some gold and silver in there too, but each boy is wearing a different colored bow tie that they picked out minus our one and a half year old because he just gets what he gets. Um, but they went shopping with me. They picked out their outfits. You know, they've had input. Um, you know, I've asked them, is there any songs that you want me to play? Um, I was talking with my eight year old. He loves 
my sister absolutely adores my sister and she's I think gonna be able to come cool and so I said you know we should practice your slow dancing so you can dance with your aunt and he was like mom I don't know like <laughs> this is this is a big deal that's <laughs> like so it cute. is um but we're making special moments for them as well because it's celebrating our family it's yeah. not just me and Dan um and so I think I've talked to you about this. Like we're going to yeah, do a first look to... with my dad, yep. first look with my boys and my husband, um, because I, I like those moments. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think my oldest is the one that's really excited. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's so cool. And I think it's so pivotal for anyone who maybe might be getting married uh, a second time, or maybe they're a single mom who was never married, and then they're getting married with their kids, and then there are these families that are blending, like involving your kids. That just seems like a way to, I, I could just see so much more buy-in, you know, just like your your son is like excited. He's excited about these different things that are going to be happening in the day. And they'll also, I think, remember it more because they kind of had a hand in, in planning it a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, my oldest was three when we got married and he was holding my hand and was like a part of all of it. And he also was running around with his head cut off half the time too. But you know, that's, <laughs> it's just the, what the day was. That's just what you do when you're three. So, um, he's now eight. We have a three-year-old and then we have a one and a half year old. And it's interesting to see the dynamic of like, no, these shoes are important. These are just for the wedding. These yeah. are just for this, you know, like, mom, can we try on our outfits? Like, I got to look good. I got to kill those girls. Like, <laughs> it's just hilarious. And our youngest is getting to the point where he's noticing like, oh, mom's putting on makeup, like, cause I'm trying different hair colors. I'm trying yeah. different makeup stuff. And, um, he, he'll just go, Ooh, like, yeah, mom, you look good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun to include them in all of it because they have opinions. I feel like kids, they need to know that they matter and that the relationship extends further than mom and dad. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think that a lot of times the kids get overlooked or, but you know, I think this is a part of like you coming around and realizing like this is about honoring what God is the relationship God has brought together. The kids are a part of right. that. And so it's honoring right. them as well. And I think that that's huge a lot of times, like you mentioned earlier with the first wedding, it's all about the bride. But you know, mm -hmm. this time around, it's like, Hey, we're, we're going to celebrate what God's brought together. And I think that's so amazing and so awesome. I also think it makes me less of a bridezilla or like possibility yeah. of being a bridezilla when it's not focused on just me. Yeah. I got one more question for you. Okay. If you could give any advice to any bride out there could be multiple things, but if you, do you have any advice to give anyone who is planning a wedding right now? I mean, it's a, honestly, it's about this relationship you're about to embark in for the rest of your life. Like I, I don't believe that marriage should be taken lightly. It's not something that you technically are supposed to do more than once. Like I come from a divorced family, so I understand circumstances whatever, but Dan and I, we don't believe in divorce for each other and that you work through anything. And so, oh, just really absorb those moments. Like as chaotic as the day may be, 
try so hard to just soak it up, be a little sponge. Um, because a lot of my day, it was fast. The ceremony was really quick and we took pictures and went about our business, but it, it could have been drawn out more. Like, even though it's a small intimate ceremony, we really could have like, I don't know, like, and put more to it. Yeah. You know, like you said, our, our faith is important. So we could have prayed together. We could have, um, done communion. Like we're going to do for this ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, there just could have been more involvement from other people, like we could have read letters, whatever. Um, but whatever's important to you, make that a priority. And I don't mean the superficial things. I mean like the things that are actually going to bring you closer to this person that you're embarking on your journey with. And, you know, yes, it's, it's great to honor your family and his family and whatever, but in the end, like it's you too. Yeah. You, but when that, when that door shuts and it's just you and him at home, like what, what you have to be able to talk to this person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can't let your relationship go, you know, fall apart because you were so focused on wedding planning that when you close the yeah, door, you go it's off like, of this, you go off this wedding weird. high. Yeah. You spent all this time and energy investing into one day. You need to invest in your life. For sure. Like 100%. we're, we're going to be using some of the stuff that we're using as decoration in our home as a reminder. Like one of my favorite movies is princess bride. So we're trying to get a sign that says, as you wish <laughs> wrote up for us for our, our uh, photo booth area, because you know, as you wish is I love you, Yeah. you know, and loving each other through those hard times. Honestly, that's the most important thing. Dude, so soak I it up. Agree more. Soak it up. Soak it up as much as you can. If something goes wrong, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. I promise. I one hundred percent agree. I was buying all of my makeup for the day. On the day, I did not write my vows because I was so nervous. And I, I mean, give give me a break. I had two weeks. Okay, yeah. I had so many things I wanted to say. I think one of the <laughs> one of the things I said. Um, was supposed to be a joke and it came off really rude. And so I'm hoping this time around my vows are a lot nicer sounding. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think it was like, I'll submit with an attitude, uh, but like an attitude of God or something. I don't know. It was stupid. It was so dumb. (laughs) Like just talk from the heart. Don't try to be funny. Um, Yeah. There's, I think this is a big redo for us, at least for me. He wrote his vows the night he asked me to marry him. So that's amazing. What a Dan Dan. thing. That's such a Dan. (laughs) Oh man. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for your time, for coming on, for sharing all of this. And, uh, and we will be sure to include links to, um, your paintings and your business so that people can check that out. You can follow Andrea on Instagram. We'll be sure to link that in the show notes. Thank you guys so much. And we will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.